Hello there. This is Jolie Bindo from the Hollow Chronicles of a Jedi podcast. You're listening to the Old Republic podcast. Please like and subscribe on Apple Podcast and Spotify. Leave a five-star rating review, and Brian and Cassia will feature it on the pod. Now, enjoy the show, and may the Force be with you, always. We are the Old Republic Podcast. Spoiler alert for everything Star Wars under the Twin Suns. The question is what choice? Rebellions are built on hope. Make ten men feel like a hundred. I'm one with the Force, the Force is with me. Hello and welcome back to the Old Republic Podcast. Uh, How are you doing, Brian? I am doing great. We have just turned over a, a new year, so it's a new outlook and a chance to uh, get this year on track in the right way. And I think uh, the episode we're going to be covering today, I think, is you know going to be a really good kind of kind of starting place for us. Yeah, we're we're kind of talking about the hero and heroine journeys, and talking about uh, some of our favorite characters from Rogue One and Andor. Um, so today we have Cassian and Jin. I guess it could be Cassian versus Jin or mm. Cassian slash or and slash or Jin, you know, the ultimate uh hero heroine's journey showdown. <laughs> That's, that's right. Yeah, it's uh, when uh, when two of your uh, favorites collide. Um, no, it's not. It's not really a, a versus uh, so much as we, um, you know, we talked in an episode about Jin's kind of heroine's journey um, back, you know, during the course of Rogue One, and um, you know that was in the lead up to the Andor series. And we we always uh, you and I kind of talked about how it would be fun to kind of compare and contrast their uh, hero's heroine's journey. Um, you know, together to see how they were similar, how they were different, um, you know, what kind of journey uh, Cassian was on and, you know, kind of how they how they lined up. And obviously we know how their stories conclude, but uh, how, you know, does that fit within within the circle, either um, within the, the hero's journey or the heroine's journey? Yeah. And this I was going to say this year, but this past year, we've seen the beginning of Cassian's journey in the first season of Andor, and we're going to see a season two, I believe. Is there going to be season three? Has that been confirmed yet? I th- I think this one has always been penned for the two seasons. So Two seasons. Okay. Uh, so maybe we'll see some K2SO action, you know, in the next season. So, Or maybe there's more seasons to be greenlit. Who knows? But uh, we've right. seen... We've seen the beginning of his journey, you know, and we've already talked about Jin's heroine journey a few episodes back. Um, so, Brian, uh, kind of looking at Jin's journey, did you kind of associate it with, like, a hero's journey? Or did you kind of think it fell into the Marine Murdoch's heroine's journey? Yeah, so for uh, Jin's journey, I definitely kind of... Um, saw that under the lens of the heroine's journey uh, that Marie Murdoch laid out um, in her book, um, I think back in 1990, I think was when that came out. Yeah. Um, so I definitely kind of identified the steps of the heroine's journey within uh, Jen's story. Um, so the, one of the things that we were kind of interested in 
then was taking a look at Cassian and was his story more akin to like the traditional uh, Joseph Campbell's uh, hero's journey or was his journey more akin to that heroine's journey because uh, you know you say hero and heroine it's not really a a gendered uh, sort of thing it's just a different uh, kind of way to look at it so uh, kind of the, the big example is Harry Potter goes on a more uh, heroine's uh, type of a journey um, so I really was kind of interested to take a look at Cassian Andor's story that we see in Andor and see, you know, is it is it kind of the classic, you know, Luke Skywalker uh, call to adventure sort of thing? Or is it this more kind of um, uh, family uh, separation and reunion uh, sort of journey that Murray Murdoch laid out? And I think that Cassian Andor goes on the heroine's journey myself. Uh, what about you? Uh, same here, because in the first episode... Before it sort of got dropped off, he was looking for his sister, and then um, as he kind of went on his journey, he he was worried about his mother and then wanting to be reunited with her, and tragically, she passed away, um, but I was I was kind of surprised, and I'm like, I think Cassian's going on a, on a heroine's journey, kind of looking more for wholeness and uh and family Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely it seems like yeah like you mentioned pretty much straight off the bat there kind of in that very first scene that we get of the show is him uh looking for his sister to be reunited with and then we get kind of some of that story um in flashbacks of the way that uh he and his sister were separated and how he came under the the care of uh you know clem and marva um and then you know, kind of even, you know, into that first section of the story then of him being separated uh, from Marva um, as well. So, you know, kind of this uh, mothering type of a a mentor figure that you can see kind of in a couple of instances uh, for Cassian. And then really kind of his story is more, you know, propelling him to, uh, you know, kind of reconnect with that and uh, rediscover um, those kind of figures in his life, which is really kind of the crux of what the heroine's uh, journey is it's it's less about you know bring being propelled to adventure and having some major triumph it's it's more about being removed from uh, your situation and you know trying to rediscover uh, that connection yeah and you were right uh marine murdoch did write the heroine's journey in 1990 uh do you think we should do a little um recap on the heroine's journey kind of like the different stages uh yeah absolutely so we can run through these uh uh, pretty quickly here we talked a little bit about these uh back in the uh gin episode a little bit you know more more completely but uh to just kind of run through these steps here real quick for everyone and uh you can uh stop me if you want to you know kind of expand on any of these ideas but uh the steps here are the heroine separates from the feminine and the feminine uh like i just mentioned is is often seen as like a mother or like a mentor uh figure um you know in kind of a, a feminine or like marginalized or outsider type of a role um and then it goes into identification with the the masculine or more of like a like a hero leader type and gathering of allies uh your road of trials and meeting with uh, ogres and dragons um, experiencing the boon of success then the heroine awakens to feelings of spiritual aridity and uh, death so kind of going through uh, through a kind of a, a death uh, type sequence um, initiation and descent uh, to the goddess so kind of that reawakening and then the heroine um, 
here's here's where these things kind of start to overlap um we noticed this you know when we were talking about jim but kind of just in general but uh the heroine urgently yearns to reconnect um they heal kind of that split and they heal the relationship um you know kind of with the the more masculine uh quote unquote um aspects within and then kind of culminates with the integration of uh kind of the the heroine um and the hero kind of within you know kind of every character and kind of how that you know comes together at the end of the story yeah and i i think we even see some of these steps uh for cassian in in rogue one so uh because i was kind of looking at him and i was like we know where Jin and Cassian end, you know, um, but I guess what do you see, like, are the main differences between Cassian and Jin's stories? Yeah, I think it's, um, it's good to start kind of with the, with the differences because, um, I really don't see a lot of differences as much as there are similarities. So, yeah. um, at, at least in, in what I saw, I didn't see any like big, like glaring ones but i do think that jen's story and it might just be because we have a little bit more of her backstory there's a book called rebel rising um that's really excellent read if you're into these characters um and that explores more of kind of her upbringing uh with saw but i think that jen was kind of stuck in these steps uh you know kind of two through two through four right identifying with the masculine or roads and trials and experiencing success and i think it was um she was almost just kind of like churning around in there um until ultimately she is um you know broken out of prison and uh you know introduced to the character of cassie Andor. but um in terms of like major differences within their journeys i really didn't see anything too much that stood out to me um but what about you did you see anything that i missed if anything i like watching andor there were always little parallels like maybe one of the bigger parallels was like cool cassian has like a glowing necklace you know like a a blue crystal necklace and like Jin had a white crystal necklace like Mm -hmm. after i watched andor i was like these these two people are so similar and it's like kind of tragic i wish they would have had more time together and maybe this is just because i love love you know but i'm like you know what i think if they had more time together like we would have seen that like they're so similar you know like i think they could have been soulmates you know and Mm -hmm. it's sad they didn't have more time together yeah for sure absolutely yeah it seems like they are um like you said really closely akin and i didn't even uh, put that together that they each had kind of their own uh kyber crystal necklace that was you know kind of an important part of you know kind of their um you know jen's certainly her upbringing you know something that she got from her mother but but cassian's um you know, it was really kind of kind of a, a symbol of, you know, what propelled him, you know, kind of through that first section of his journey. So, yeah, definitely some some good parallels there. But, you know, we were <laughs> we were talking about how they were different. Um, like I said, there wasn't a lot there. But what about their similarities? Um, for me, I think the the big one um, right off the bat, you get kind of in the first episode, you get in the first five minutes of uh, Rogue One. But uh, Jin separated from her uh, mother and her father. Um, Cassian is uh, separated from her sister. And they're both put into kind of the care of, you know, in Jin's instance, it's a, a political extremist. But in Cassian's, it's a, you know, kind of a political idealist, you know, in Sagrera and uh, Marva. Um, so that's 
that's kind of the the big striking one there stories begin you know very 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 close to one another yeah and i was looking back in our our log and our heroine's journey of rogue one is episode 142 in case people want to listen to that um but yeah like their their stories start similar and they end similar so i guess we get to see kind of more of uh We'll get to see more of Cassian's story and just kind of see if the the middle is kind of the uh, similar to uh, how Jin's journey uh, ended up being. Yeah, absolutely. So um, there are a couple of other uh, similarities. The other one that's almost you know kind of a, a beat for beat sort of a thing is that uh, Cassian Andor um, goes to prison and Jin also goes to prison and they come out. Um, of that is, you know, kind of to symbolize their their death and ascent back into, um, you know, kind of to their journey. So I think that that is really kind of a, a one for one. And then uh, you have a really kind of um, kind of a neat thing. We're going to touch on this uh, a little bit um, here in the future, too. But uh, the identification with the, the masculine and the gathering of heroes, um, you know, Cassian, you know, is introduced to Luthen. Um, so that could be... Um, masculine or i think that uh possibly nemic could have been that figure as well and kind of the literal gathering of allies there as they're on and trying to uh to complete that task of stealing all of the uh imperial credits there for her but um as far as Jin goes i think that her identification with the masculine and the gathering of heroes was cassie and i think that that was uh, the person in her story uh, that represented um, kind of that masculine. So on one hand, we're talking about Cassian's uh, heroine's journey, but he's kind of the hero of, uh, you know, Jin's story in a sense. Yeah. And I I mean, kind of looking forward to the, the end of the heroine's journey cycle, like, the heroine integrates the masculine and feminine. I kind of see that as the end of Rogue One, where uh, they kind of end uh, the plans are safe in the in the hands of Princess Leia. Uh, they don't exactly know the details, but they think it's going to work out, and they kind of just uh, hold each other as they die, like. Uh, with hope in their hearts, you know? So that's kind of how I, I saw, uh, the cycle completed. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, on one hand, I literally there, um, you know, on that beach and Scarif and embraced, uh, with one another. And so obviously their stories have the, the exact same kind of closing point, but as far as where they were on the story, um, of their story arcs, um, I think that, yeah, I think that they had kind of come to the end of that together and, um, you know, I'd, I'd mentioned it there, kind of the final step of this heroine's journey is the heroine integrates the masculine and the feminine. So um, on one hand, um, you have Cassie and Andor, you have Jen who have just completed this big, you know, galaxy defining task. But um, on the on the other hand, and on more of the, the feminine uh, kind of aspect of this journey, um, you know, Cassian has, you know, kind of fulfilled the rallying cry 
um, that Marva had at the end of uh, season one here. Um, and for Jen, it was, you know, kind of confirming uh, the belief and the hope and uh, the trust that she had in her parents and kind of confirmed that to the galaxy. So on one hand, it's, you know, kind of this very uh, hero driven aspect, but also uh, really uh, kind of heroine driven aspect as they come together there on that beach. Yeah. Do you think that means they literally completed their journeys kind of at the same time or um or what do you think? I think I think so actually. Um that's that's kind of tricky because I obviously, you know, at least from the storytelling perspective of looking at um Andor versus Rogue One, we're getting Andor's story uh much earlier and I think that by the time um, Cassian and Jin meet. Cassian is certainly kind of ahead of her in the journey, but Rogue One really is a story of her journey. Um, so by the end, I do. I think that they're kind of on that final uh, sort of, you know, kind of stage together. And especially, you know, you get things like uh, when they're assembling the team to first leave for Scarif, you know, really that's kind of, you know, has to do more with, um, you know, reconnecting and, um, you know, kind of, you know, healing uh, the wounds of the splits and things like that. And it really, it's not until that final sort of culmination, I really think for uh, kind of both of the characters there to settle on kind of that last step uh, together in the end. But uh, what about you? Do you think Cassian had kind of wrapped up his earlier in the story or? Um, I mean, it's kind of hard to say we don't have Cassian's full story, um, yet, but the thing with the hero's journey or heroine's journey is you can go on it more than once, you know, it's kind of like life, you kind of, like, have mm -hmm. different ages of your life and, like, you learn some lessons over and over and over again, so, like, maybe... Maybe in Andor, uh, we'll see um, Cassian have a journey there, and maybe it's complete, but he still goes through uh, a, a bit of a journey in Rogue One. So, um, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, one of the things that... Um... It's kind of interesting about this because we can look at, you know, kind of just the the journeys that they go on, but it's it's important to to kind of take a step back from from that and just look at the different sort of storytelling uh, mediums. Um, it's something that came up uh, back in our episode uh, 120 um, when we discussed the writer's journey um, with uh, Christopher Vogler, um, you know, a really great conversation. But, you know, we kind of talked about the difference in, you know, traditional uh, movie storytelling versus kind of now this new longer form storytelling. So um, in something like a TV series, you know, that's going on, you know, 12 episodes for, you know, eight, nine hours worth of a story, you are going to have to kind of retread that circle a little bit. It can't be completely linearly <laughs> linearly. I don't know if that's a word, but it can't mm -hmm. be told, you know, in a, in a complete straight line because, you know, that's just that's not how the medium is going to operate, if that makes any sense. Mm hmm. It is, it is sometimes interesting, like, that's why I think we can't be too prescriptive with the hero's journey, like, sometimes, like, uh, you can, like, maybe even characters can be on multiple journeys at the same time, you know, or, um, uh, they can go through, like, stages out of order, you know, so... 
but yeah, this makes me just want to watch Rogue One over again, you know? So. Yeah, for sure. Especially now that we have some of the uh, backstory, you know, not the full backstory of uh, Cassian Andor yet as we wait for the second season. But yeah, I think it would be interesting to go back in and, and watch it because that's not something I've done, um, you know, since the series ended. But to just, you know, be able to, to look at Cassian Andor as... Um, you know, not a not necessarily a completely different character, but I think you'll take more meaning out of the things that he says and the actions that he takes, and you'll have a little bit more context as to, you know, the decisions that he's making throughout uh, that film, for sure. For sure. Um, I guess, like, kind of looking at their journeys, um, what role do you think that um, Cassian plays in Jen's journey? Yeah, so in Jin's journey, I think that um, Cassian is playing kind of that uh, role of the masculine when, you know, Jin gets broken out of that prison transport and uh, K2 yanks her out of there. I think Jin is kind of that that catalyst of the, you know, the kind of masculine, like, hero of that story that's, you know, going to kind of, you know, take her in and, you know, introduce her to, you know, the collection of these, these allies. They don't come straight away. You get K2, I guess, um, is kind of a, a reluctant, uh, ally, um, I guess would be considered, considered like a shapeshifter almost kind of character for, um, for Jin. But then, you know, you get Baze and Chirrut and, um, Brody, uh, there just shortly after on, uh, Jetta when they get there. But, um, yeah, I think that he, that Cassian is serving as kind of this, uh, this masculine figure for, uh, Jin's heroine's journey. And then, you know, conversely to that, I think that Jin is serving as kind of this healing, uh, figure who's, kind of healing that kind of mother-daughter uh split that marie murdoch you know kind of describes um and that i think him witnessing her kind of dedication to you know preserving the legacy of her father and uh getting the truth out there i think that that um is kind of an important catalyst for him you know going into that final act and maybe we'll see that as we get into this you know next chapter of cassian andor's story um in terms of um, the relationship that he had uh, with Marva or, you know, maybe it's someone else, but his, his sister or Vel or Mom Othma or whoever, you know, whoever it might be. But um, I think that she serves as kind of that, that healing figure for him. Yeah, like I, I kind of see uh, Cassian as a bit of a mentor for Jin, but then, um, and also kind of like they don't get on uh, at the first, so like, uh, I think like some of the trials like Jen goes through, like some of them are instigated by Cassie and and, and his crew. Um, but I see, I think they kind of uh, heal each other in a way, like, and they kind of become more equals at the end, like you like you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, like I. I think they help each other out, like, whether it's romantically, platonically, or just, like, co-workers, you know, like, they, they helped each other out and were there for each other at the end, and I, I think that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of, kind of these, uh, circular past and circular narratives that are that are coming together kind of at the at the end whether they were on the same exact step of the the journey you know there's some, yeah uh, kind of leniency to that but um 
Star Wars yeah, can do them is. so well, you know. <laughs> so. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. These um, these overlapping things for sure. Um, so you know, with that in mind, we talked a little bit about their their journeys and uh, the things like that. Um, let's uh, let's look forward. Let's look into the crystal ball a little bit. So we've gotten to see kind of Cassian Andor's you know kind of first stage of his journey. We get to see kind of the culmination of the stages of his journey in Rogue One. Uh, what about the second season of Andor? Are there any kind of key aspects to his journey that you're really interested in seeing or um, you know maybe even more broadly than that is there just anything about you know his story or things that you're really looking forward to for season two I really love Stellan Skarsgård so I hope we see more <laughs> of Luthen you know um, because he's not in Rogue One I kind of wonder what happened there mm -hmm. you know and I'm always, like, a fan of Mon Mothma getting to wear more than one white outfit with silver tassels, you know? Um, and maybe Andor will kind of, like, interact with her. Um, but what I hope to see is, like, do we get K2SO? Does Cassian get to reunite with his sister, you know? Um... Because it kind of just felt like that was the one part of Andorra. I was like, they kind of just dropped that and didn't do anything with it. So I hope that they pick that thread up. But what yeah. about you? Yeah, Marva has that line where he, where she tells him, you know, that his sister's gone to stop looking for her. But I, I think that that was kind of a, you know, kind of a, a little distraction to to Andor, I don't think that that probably is really true. I don't, I don't know. We'll have to see. But yeah, I think um, I'm kind of interested in finding out what uh what cassian's uh step seven i wrote down here on on my notes um his uh urgently yearns to reconnect um with the with the feminine so is it going to be um him looking back on his relationship with marva is it going to be um him going back in pursuit of his sister is it going to be uh his relationship and what what all that means because there's there's a whole lot to unpack there his relationship with bix probably um mm -hmm. is it going to is it going to be uh with mom mothma or uh vel is her uh is her character going to be very important in kind of the you know the the forward progress of cassian andor i think that 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 stuff is really interesting and uh yeah you said k2 um definitely would like to see him um on a on a side note what what part of uh his journey do you think k2 represents then uh cassia um, well, he comes from the Empire, so, like, it would be kind of like the Road of Trials, you know? But I think, like, um, rather than just destroy, like, K2SO, like, I think it shows, like, some cunning uh, on Cassian's part to um, reprogram a droid to be loyal to him and become uh one of his closest allies so um maybe it's a trial um and rather than just like kind of killing him off he finds another way and uh is able to make this droid an ally yeah i think that would be um really good in terms of kind of the kind of a mirrored narrative as you know you have the the k2 uh, droid the the 
imperial security droid or uh whatever they're called someone will let me know um you know kind of literally pinning cassian down and you know ultimately uh having him sent to sent to prison and then as he you know kind of emerges out of that um to to take you know that same droid and uh repurpose it for uh you know his own his own uses to be an ally to him i think would be uh kind of a really neat sort of um kind of cyclical you know bookended uh, storytelling uh kind of a thing so i think that that would be um really interesting to see and yeah hopefully we'll find out because um the world definitely needs more k2 so so much so <laughs> <laughs> well i think we covered that episode pretty well um if there's any comments or anything you think we missed or need to address, uh, let us know in the comments or or review. Um, anything else before we wrap up, Brian? Um, no, but yeah, definitely. If you're listening out there, let us know um, what you think, kind of about these these comparison of the hero and heroine's journey, and um, about these characters. And maybe as we get into the second season, or um, maybe even just kind of from this season, maybe we'll have to do another uh, kind of compare and contrast, maybe with uh, Mon Mothma. I think that uh, taking a look at her journey would be uh, really interesting. One, you know, as uh, we have kind of the whole uh, a, a big part of the Skywalker saga to uh, talk about her story. So, um, yeah, I think the stuff like this is interesting. And then obviously, if you're a fan of this podcast at all, you know that uh, that we're pretty interested in the, you know, talking about the hero's journey and the heroine's journey and stuff like that. So, yeah, let us, let us know bit. what you think about it. Uh, just yeah. a little bit. <laughs> all right. Uh, take care, everyone. And may the force be with you. May the force be with you. Public podcast can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, as well as everywhere else that Anchor Podcasts are distributed. Subscriptions, reviews, and shares help us out. And if you want to connect with the podcast on Twitter, we can be found at Old Republic Pod. And if you want to connect with me, I can be found on Instagram at Astro underscore Droid underscore. You can find us on Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash Older Public Podcast. Our intro and outro themes were composed by Dennis S. Mowers at dennissmowersmusic.com. This episode of the Older Public Podcast has been brought to you by Nikki Dog from Patreon. May the Force be with you. We will be back soon. Bye for now.